What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the E4 Explosive Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Survivor Kevin Berthia. This guy. Kevin is the guy in the picture on the other side of the railing, standing 220 feet above the San Francisco Bay, trying to commit suicide and jump over the Golden Gate Bridge. His story is incredible, and now he goes around the world talking and listening to people who have survived suicides, families of people who have who have committed suicide, and just playing his part and being a positive influence in people's lives. His journey through 22 suicide attempts, eight after the jump at the Golden Gate Bridge, which blew my mind, but he tells me a story about him in New York that you're gonna have to listen or watch, and it's fascinating. It got, it got me really emotional because He's such a genuine person. So please like this video, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell notification so you get notified every single time I come on camera or on your podcast, wherever you're listening or watching. I really appreciate it. All his links and my links will be in the description below as usual, as well as the suicide prevention hotline. So enjoy this episode of the E-Forks with a podcast with survivor Kevin Berthia. We'll see you next time. Peace out. What's up, guys? Today's episode of the E4 Explosive Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. They're the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer. This guy. The Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The Lawnmower 4.0. It's got a flashlight. So join over 2 million men worldwide, just like me, that trust Manscaped and get an exclusive offer just for you. You're going to get 20% off plus worldwide free shipping. Use the code EXPLICIT20 at manscaped.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the E4 Explosive Podcast. And today, we have a very special guest, Kevin Berthia, who is a survivor first, a suicide prevention advocate. He goes around the country talking to people, uh, not even talking to people. I feel like listening to people, and we'll talk about listening because that's a big part of it. Um, but Kevin, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you coming on. This is a very, very important episode to a lot of people listening and watching to me as well. Um, I'm a big advocate of, of therapy and listening and all of those great things, um, specifically for men too, because it's definitely kind of like a not really a talked about thing, right? It's kind of like a taboo almost. But if you could just kind of intro yourself real quick, who you are, and a little bit of synopsis of, 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 of what your life has been about. Cool. Uh, my name is Kevin Berthia. I'm a suicide prevention uh, survivor, advocate, and uh, national speaker. Um, I got into the mental health world um, 2013. Um, before that, um, I was battling um, undiagnosed, well, diagnosed, but but uh, not understanding of really just dealing with the fact that I had an issue, um, kind of denying it, in denying it. Um, you know, come from a society and, a, and a, an environmental background where you know we didn't talk about it at all. And, and being a not 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 only am I African American, I'm black. I mean, I'm African American man, so that makes it it's a double whammy so where right. we didn't talk about it at all so um just got into got into the mental health field and i just you know try to get back and do my little part so i get an opportunity to travel around the world and i get to like you say i get to listen to people's stories after they hear mine and sparks 
you know, something inside of them where they, you know, feel like, you know, the understanding enough to, to open it up and tell me their story. So, and that's what it's all about. Um, we all have a story. I'm no different than anybody else in this world. Right, man. Yeah. And um, if, if you don't know, or if you haven't seen it, all you have to do is Google this man's name and pr- a extremely famous photo will pop up hundred percent on, on Google images. It, it, it i can't even explain it honestly so you listening and people watching just i might flash it up here on the screen but that alone like I, it's it's it says thousands of words it, i mean it's just a crazy photo and we'll talk about it in a bit but i mean um if we can and uh in 2005 you you went to the golden gate bridge you were gonna jump off the golden gate bridge but before we get into all that stuff can you kind of tell me how that what led up to that point? I don't mean in the car and all that. I mean, like before that, the stuff you were dealing with, you mentioned being an African-American male. That's a double whammy for sure. Statistically, too, for sure. It's not talked about typically. And I don't know how old are you? You're, you were 22 when this happened. I was 22 right? at the time. Yep. How old are you now? I am 39. 39. OK, I'm 30. I'm about to be 34. And none of that stuff was talked about when I was growing up. So mm-hmm. I know it wasn't talked about when you were growing up. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's just crazy, man. Like it, it's, it's unfortunate. And I'm glad a lot of this stuff has been talked about now, but sorry, that was a little tangent. Can you kind of go back what led up to the point of you getting in that car and driving to that Golden Gate Bridge? Absolutely. I knew, I knew as early as five years old that I had an issue. Um, so, you know, always, always tell people, you know, talk to your, to your loved ones, talk to you, to, to the little ones you know, and make and check in with them a lot better because I knew early in life I had an issue. By the time I got to, you know, to that point of breaking point of the way I lost all hope, that was 22 years of me bottling in all these different emotions, 22 years of me not dealing with anything that I should have dealt with and not processing anything. And just literally when things happen in my life, no matter how it, no matter where, how it made me feel, I never wanted to show people how it, how it, how it damaged me on the inside. So I always put on this front and I did that for years. And I got to a point where, you know, that morning I woke up and everything that I didn't deal with, which was everything, it was in front of my face. It was just like, I couldn't handle myself. It was like the equivalent of a semi truck being parked on your chest. And it was just, it was a type of pain that I, I, I didn't. I had to get myself out of it. I didn't see it. I didn't see another day of, 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 of a whole, you know, of thinking that things are going to get better or, you know, knowing that people love me. I just needed to get out of the pain that I was in because I was suffocating. Right. So how, how was it? You just not like, you didn't feel comfortable talking to your loved ones. You didn't even know how to start that conversation. Like obviously in hindsight, you know, my situation is a little different uh, because, yeah. you know, I grew up, I was, I was, I was, I was adopted, you know, okay. so that's, that's, that is a big part of who I am even to this day. Um, so it was a little different for me because I knew I was a smart kid. So I didn't understand. I just never could understand the idea of how somebody could give birth to me and give me up and I'm just not good enough. So, but then I didn't understand the idea of once I got a family, I was smart enough to know that I had a family and there were those other kids that didn't have families. And my mom always told me to put, compare my problems to that problems of the world. So I never looked at it as 
like a problem, even though I hated the idea that, you know, this wasn't my family. I, I didn't look like anybody. I, I wanted to know where my family can come from. I wanted to know what, what, where I belong, who I, who do I look like? And so it was always harder for me to talk about these things. And then you come from a, you know, a predominantly African-American community who, you know, I was 19 before I heard the, the word mental health for the first time, depression, suicide. I mean, so I went my whole childhood struggling with internal issues that I never even knew that the world was struck, other kids in the world were struggling with, other adults, other people in the world were struggling with. Right. And so it was different for me to try to reach out because I felt so alone. I'm alone feeling adopted. I'm alone feeling like I'm the only person in the world that's feeling the way I feel because I don't have anybody else saying that they're dealing with these issues. I don't, right. I'm not around a man. I've ne- I, it was, it, I think I was 14 years old, was the 14 or 15 was the first time I saw a man cry. Wow. Like, because that's just the type of, I mean, you don't, you don't, it wasn't in an environment, you know, like it wasn't like that. It just wasn't like that. It's yeah. just, men are always told to keep our emotions in check and that's all I've saw. So right. I was always taught to, I had to keep my emotions in check no matter how I felt. Right. Yeah. Why do you think that is? I mean, like, like, it's almost like the, like, suck it up type thing. Oh, you know, society, we're not allowed to be human. Um, We've been, we've been, we've been taught to not be human because we've been taught to not show emotion, but emotion is a sign of being human. So we've been designed our whole lives not to be human, not to show vulnerability, not to show sensitivity, not to show, you know, emotions. And, and those are the blankets of who makes who we are. Like, you know, who makes us human, you know, is because we have these emotions, was because we have this, you know, capabilities, you know, animals don't have the same computer capabilities as humans. Like, you know, so they can be, you know, show this, you know, uh, uh, idea of strength and not show emotions like a lion, like, you know, or something, because it's not, it's that they don't, they're not built with the same compassion and, 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 and understanding that we are built with. It's not built with the same brain, but because we're human, we're, we're, we're forced to be, be, have animal-like instincts, but we're human, got human com- components. So it's always confusion to a brain that's trying to dictate, well, I want to cry right now, but we're telling ourselves, no, we're not supposed to cry because that'll make me look weak, but it's an emotion. So it's just, it's just everything. And it just confuses our brain. And then we get overwhelmed. Right. That's a great point. That makes a lot of sense. Cause it's so like they're so primal. They only they don't even they can't think like that anyways. Why they don't need to. They don't yeah, need exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. They, they 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 hunt, they sleep. That's it. They yeah. don't need we have to interact and do so many different right. things. Right. But we want to, but we want to have this this mindset that you know that all we have to do is hunt and and and, and sleep. Like, right. no, we have to engage and have conversations and be and be and be providers and be protectors and be all these different emotional things that, that come with, you know, because if we don't do these things emotionally, we let somebody down, but we can't be emotional while we're dealing with them. That doesn't right. make, this doesn't make any sense. Right. No, you're right. A hundred percent. And I think, do you think a lot of, a lot of what comes with that is with that is communication, right? For example, uh, I'm, I have up until the last probably five years since I've been with my, my fiance, I've been a terrible communicator. Um, my parents split up when I was five years old, didn't really have that kind of relationship with my dad. So I grew up with my mom. My mom was very much harbored everything inside that generation just kind of just didn't deal with shit. Um, My dad also did the same thing, but he was a better communicator, but I wasn't around him. So I didn't pick that stuff up. So it wasn't until like the last five years that I've been with my, my, my fiance, where it's like, 
You know, no, these things are important. She's a great communicator. She and she's been working on herself and everything like that. You know, I, I've got I've gone to therapy and all that stuff and learned things about myself that I didn't even know. Right. So I'm just trying to I'm just saying that because communication, I think, like, is so important. I mean, even it's the number then, one thing right, that, right. that binds the world. It's the one thing that we lack. And it's the one thing that's going to bring us back together. Right. It's the one thing that tears us apart. The one thing that's going to bring it the same. It's, it's funny that ironically mm-hmm. how the world is. That's how it is designed. Like everything that every problem that there is in the world is because it's either a lack of communication on somebody's part. That's right. just that's just how it is. Right. You know, you got a world full of humans trying to figure out who they are. There's going to be some lines of wrong communication somewhere, but right. we don't look at it. We hold people accountable and hold each other to a fault and not realizing that we all are trying to figure it all out. Right. That's it right there. What you just said, we're all trying to figure it out. It's not, nobody has all the answers, nope. not one right way or wrong way to do something. Nope. And uh, I may ask you this. Do you think that, cause I personally think with social, I'm in marketing. So I do marketing and social media for a job. I know how powerful it is. I know how fucked up it is. Um, yeah. So it's it's funny because it's like there was basically no social media back then also barely no communication now there's like over social media over communication and a part yep. on social media it's a different kind of communication yeah dude would you say that there's a there's definitely a lot more awareness with suicide and all that stuff now than there was but like can you kind of like give me your thoughts on like what social media has either done or hasn't done for this new generation it 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 uh, see it's hard because it's hard not to be in the middle of it because before social media a child that was dealing with something and reached out and said i'm feeling can say i'm suicidal and people can reach out you know and 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 say i'm thinking about killing myself and people know right but because of social media that individual is probably saying, I want to kill myself because of social. Right. So it's like, you know, it's, 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 it's this real um, area of, of, of understanding that yes, it's a good thing, you know, and we have to embrace it. That's the thing. Like, you know, it, it's, it's hard to say something is bad when we have to embrace it. Right. You know, and that's, that's why a lot of things that I don't really have opinions about a lot of things, especially when we have to embrace them. Like when we have to, this is what it is. Right. Like it's not going like a lot of things in life. The problem is a lot of people have a problem with it, but when we stay on the fence about it, it's like you can have a problem with it. You can disagree, agree or whatever, but certain things are just inevitable. Social media, it's going to get bigger and, and, and better each and every minute as we go on. So right. we have to maximize what we do with it and, 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 and try to do as best as we can with it, it's going to be good. It's going to be bad and good and everything. That's just life. Right. So I think that, I think that it does do more good than bad. Ironically, because I've done been able to do a lot of research lately. And it's just, I mean, the level of communication that people can have now, they won't, they don't have, and yes, people are exposed to so many different things. And I see, I can hear all the, all the, you know, all the, you know, everything you can say bad about it, but I'm just saying, the ability for people to access, I'm saying from for, for me personally in my life and what I do. Right. Like, you know, when somebody from from Ghana can reach out to me 
Right. How are they going to do that without social media? Exactly. Me too. I just reached out to you. How else would I got a hold of you? How am I, how am I going to be, how can I reach the people without it? And I used to be, you know, I didn't have social media before I got, we came with speaker because I didn't, you know, I didn't even, you know, it wasn't a big deal. I was under a rock for many years, but now I'm that I have, you know, I'm, I have to be where the people at. And now I have to get, I've had to understand that this is where the people are at. This is where they're at. Like you're not, there's no way of getting around it. So it's like, okay, well, let's just figure out how to meet them where they're at. And that's the problem. We got to start meeting. We just got to meet the world where it is. We got to meet generations where they're at. We got to meet the young people. If they are, whatever they're in, we just got to meet them where we're at and give them fine tune suicide prevention to, to modify it so that it reaches them on a level where they can accept it. And it's not, it's not harsh on them. Like it's a way to, you know, fine tune every generation. Like, you know, my son who's eight, I, I know how to reach him. You know, he's in the Fortnite and all that, that generation's in the video games and gaming. Right. So create a game that, that, that talks about their feelings, right. like implement feelings in Fortnite. Like I guarantee you, if they talk about everything they, they talk about in Fortnite, he comes on and he says, Oh yeah, they just put a, you know, this in Fortnite. They just did this in Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Just incorporate it and just say, you know, you have a version or something where you just say, you know, talk about feelings or something. Kids are not going to think it's stupid. They're going to think it's, you know, the next thing. Right, exactly. Because that's what they're doing. Yeah, they're like used to it. Yeah, that's so, so true. It's just oh. all about meeting people where they're at. We just got to, you know, technology, social media is like, I'm telling like, my picture would have never, I, I know my picture has probably been seen by half a billion people. Right. And it like, wouldn't have without social media. Like, I can, I know it's been seen since it's been out. Right. By half a billion people. That's like, so crazy. How in the world is it possible? Like, you know, yep. it's just, that's just how it is. Like, yep. I know that's just, that's just what it is. Like, you know, and it's just keep circulating. You know, this story grows every five minutes. Somebody tags me in a new post and it's somewhere else. And there's another, you know, million, some people see it or another million here, another bit. So it's just, that's just one of those things. So I pray social media, um, you know, for, for the connections that we can make on it. And I don't, it has bad things, of course. Yeah. Right. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, but I, I love that mindset of like embracing it and like meeting, meeting it where it's at, because like you said, it ain't going nowhere. It's only <laughs> going to get bigger, you know, and if you can steer that, 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 you know, that boat to a positive, in a positive direction, even more positive, I mean, you know, Facebook and all stuff. So it's very political. It's very 50, 50 and all that. But like, if, if you're, if you're constantly in like engaging in that negativity, that's the algorithm, everybody just, yeah. just so you know, if yeah. you're, if you're clicking on negative, 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 all you're going to see is negative, negative, exactly. negative. So exactly. understand that. And then maybe you'll, your timeline will look a lot more positive. And that's what it is. They, I mean, it's a computer, you know, yep. you like, as soon as you like something that's derogatory, you're going to get a floodgate of, yep. of stuff that's derogatory because that's what it feeds on their smartphones. Like yep. that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to tune in to your, whatever your genre thinking in that moment or moving forward, they're trying to lock you in. So it's, it's advertisement and people don't realize all this stuff is advertisement. Yep. Facebook is one as just advertisement. So it's trying to sell you. It's trying to get you involved and get you engaged in whatever they're selling. Yep. News is selling, you know, that's sales. Like yep. it's not. And bad news always is sold. Bad news always sells. Always. You know? Because yep. half the world, if not more than half the world is in a bad place. Right. That's right. why bad news, you know, people, people are attracted to, 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 they're in like internally they're dealing with so many things and externally when they see it they don't even realize it's just all it is is a mirror 
That's right. all it is. And we don't see, we don't look at it like that. And that's why we're able to tune into stuff and, 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 and take in these stuff. And, and that's why the news is what it is. And so po- this powerful tool is because the news people are in bad places when they're reporting about, like, you know, it's just like, that's just how it is. That's the reality. That's my reality of it. There's no way of explaining it because all news could be good news. It could be right. Like, there's no there's no you know but it's not gonna they're gonna lose ratings it's not gonna sell exactly i mean think about like growing up too it's like like even though like live news like when you had like the three channels like the big three or whatever it was like i mean it was murder here homicide there this that you know it wasn't like oh you know a a puppy had babies or a dog had puppies it wasn't like all fucking happy shit it was like super depressing make everybody else but that sells sex sells violent sells all that stuff sells that's how it is that's just how Everything it is. Everything that's of the world is going to always sit. Anything that's going to claim you and keep you in this world and right. in this bubble of, of confusion is going to always sell. Like right. it's, just, it's, a, it's like a globe and you're just running around it. Yeah, no, that's a great way to put it. Hey, all right. So, all right, let's talk about you for a minute. So you, you're dealing with a lot of things. You never talked about it. You're 22 years old. Tell me that day when you were 22 was it woke up like uh about 4 30 something in the morning and i just dude i was out of it like completely i was done and i knew i was done because i never felt like this because up to that point i've always been my own motivational speaker like all right man come on let's put it together we got this you know come on all right let's get through another day like you know i just didn't have it i didn't hear that voice i didn't hear the pep talk and it just it was just overwhelming and i just i couldn't get out of that funk and i finally got up and, you know, I just I just got in my car and I started driving. I couldn't think of nothing. And I went I literally drove to that ga- a gas station, um, parked there for a minute because, you know, I was trying to figure out how much money I wanted to put in because, you know, I was broke, didn't have no job. I had so many other things going on. I think I had like maybe 14, 15 dollars at the time. So I'm thinking like how much money I'm about to put on the gas I, and for something. I'll, and I kept thinking to myself, I don't want to spend all my money in the gas like I'm going to need. I'm going to need at least, you know, a couple of dollars. I didn't even know what I needed the couple of dollars for, but I was like, I don't want to spend all my money in gas. So I got, I've got, you know, however much money on gas. And I remember pumping my gas as my pump click, you know, is done. My brain clicked as it clicked. It's like, they both clicked. And then my brain clicked and said, Golden Gate Bridge. Just like wow. that. Cause I never knew about the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm from Oakland, California. I knew about the Bay Bridge. I've been over it a couple of times, but people from Oakland, we stay in Oakland. We don't go over to San Francisco. It wasn't a big deal. So I didn't even know the Golden Gate Bridge. I didn't know where it was at. I didn't know where, you know, that it even was I, I, iconic for suicide attempts. You got to realize this is March 05. Google's not out yet. Right. YouTube's not out. All these search engines, all this stuff. So we don't have, so, so I don't know that this is this iconic place that, you know, you know, hundreds if not thousands of people have you know went to decided or jumped off like i'm not knowing any of these things in this day like you know it's in that moment spur of the moment i'm thinking golden gate bridge i I didn't even know how to find it so i was banking on you know asking for directions i was thinking whoever i asked maybe they look at me look i look like a young man you know from the bay area why do you want to go to the bridge i was banking on them asking me but you know i got to the to the to the bank bridge and they never you know Kind of, she kind of looked at me, gave me a little weird look, really kind of didn't look at me at all and gave me directions and it kind of sent me on my way. And I knew I was, you know, on my way. I knew I was, you know, gave me directions and I got lost, of course, because she told me to follow a couple of signs. So now I'm overwhelmed, told me it take 20 something minutes to get there. I'm an hour and 15 minutes in this thing, almost hour and 20 lost, 
finally get out there, park my car. Um, you know, it was a park right in front. Now I've been to the bridge several times since then. And I'm like, I don't know how this park was right there in the front because there's never any parks out there like that. But this park was right there. I left my keys in ignition. I grabbed my prepaid phone and I started walking and I got out there and I was just trying to find one reason not to jump. Um, I walked for about 10, 15 minutes, you know, which, which seemed like, you know, five hours to me, right. but I couldn't find anything. I remember making one phone call. Can't remember how the conversation went. And, you know, that's when I, you know, looked over the railing and I saw that it was nothing going to deter me. And I looked in that water and it was the first time that I saw peace, wow. you know, and that water was the first time I saw myself not having to be a burden. I saw that, you know, the world would be such a better place. I had failed at being a father. I had failed at being a son. I had failed at being, you know, a friend, you know, at, at every aspect of my life I had failed at. And I was tired of waking up every morning living this lie. I was tired of trying to, you know, be this person that I wasn't. I was trying to be in this chameleon. I was trying to just, I was tired of saying everything that needed to be said to, to, to please everybody in front of me so that they, nobody ever knew that I was in this horrible, dark place. You know, I was, I was tired of, you know, lying about my suicide attempts that nobody else knew about. I was tired of cutting. I was tired of, you know, all these different things I was tired of. I hated everything about myself and I knew I had to get myself out of pain. And uh, I took a couple steps back and I braced myself for impact. And I literally, when people say, you know, you almost jumped off the bridge. No, I, I have to tell people I jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. Like there's not a, it's not a almost, I took a couple steps back and I jumped over the railing. And the only thing that stopped me was the voice of my first responder, Sergeant Briggs. But I didn't even know, I never knew he was my first responder. I never knew he was a cop. I don't even know what he said. He doesn't even know what he said, but it was enough to get me in a distraction. And I tell people all the time, the only thing that saved me was that distracting, that voice that was distraction and the fact that I am an athletic guy. The fact that I was literally dunking a basketball since the ninth grade. Wow. Like, and that's the only thing that saved me is, is I literally jumped as I'm midair in the air over the railing. I jumped and turned around and grabbed the railing with my left arm and slammed my, my body slammed into the, into the, into the, into the, the 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 railing and i got on this four inch cord from from that's underneath the railing that you can't even see from the top but you know from the top it looks like i'm gone he didn't even know i was gone until he i think he got close enough to see that my white t-shirt through the through the railings he was able to see my white t-shirt because from the top you can't even see he thought i was gone he thought i was that was it because i he saw i saw i literally you know took a couple steps back and jumped and wow. he he saw me jump and that's why I say, you know, we when we travel and we be able to tell this story together, you're able to hear both sides of the story because you literally hear that I jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge. Wow. And um, now I'm mad, though, because I put myself in a position that I never I didn't come here to talk. You know, I didn't come here to, um, you know, put myself in this position. I'm I have exceeded all time of that. I was coming here to talk. You know, I got T-shirt on the shorts. I put myself in probably the worst situation in my life now because now I'm 220 feet in the air. You know, it's, it's March, San Francisco, it's 39 degree wind chill, I'm freezing cold, and then his voice that distracted me from getting to my destiny is still trying to get my attention. And so I'm yelling at him, and we go back and forth for about 10 minutes, you know, I'm yelling at him, and stay back, you know, because all I got at this point, I got to do is nudge, and, and I'm done, done, like, all I got to do is do a, like a small little lean back, and that's it. I don't have anything supporting me, I'm not holding on to any railings or anything, it's no ropes or any you know you know thing holding me up 
literally it's the wind supporting my my back against the railing and you know i could feel the wind pushing up against me because i'm 220 feet in the air and it's it's you know real windy so um that goes on for about 10 minutes and finally something on the inside of me says um why do you even care just like that on the inside of me because it wasn't like it he never made me feel like i was a a 22 year old um deranged black man from oakland california on the other side of a railing he when he spoke to me, he spoke to me as if he was we were our two friends that he's known me my whole life. So finally, on the inside of me, something said, well, why do you even care? You know, and, and, and I was able to allow him to get close enough. And I kept my head down. I kept my eyes closed. And for the next 96 minutes or the next 92 minutes, we literally had one of the greatest conversations of my life. And he learned about everything that I wanted to tell. Um, my adoptive mom, everything I want to tell my adoptive dad, everything I want to tell my biological mom, my biological dad, everything I've been wanting to tell coaches, family, friends, everything that I hear from the world, everything that I've been wanting to scream to the world about who I was and about the things I went through, he learned in those 92 minutes. And he just literally sat there and listened. He never interrupted me. He made me feel like if we, if I had to talk for 10 days, he would have sat there and listened. It wasn't about the traffic at a standstill. It wasn't about the, the thousands of people that were looking, it wasn't about anything. It was about me and him. And I, like I tell people all the time, like my head stayed down, my eyes stayed closed. I never knew he was one, a cop, two, white, because those two differences would have changed the, comp the conversation. Because I come at the time, at 22, I come from Oakland, California. I never had a good run in with law enforcement up until that point. Right. So if I would open my eyes and saw that he was white and a cop, I would I would have instantly just, I would have let go. Right. I wouldn't even hold on, but I know I would have nudged back because it would have been no point. Imagine shaving with a sleek, well-designed, optimized trimmer that makes shaving time your favorite time. I'm one of the first people to use the Lawnmower 4.0 for Manscaped, and let me tell you, the craftsmanship on this goddamn thing is insane. It will chip away at all that down there. Trust me. I'm talking from personal experience. I use the, the Lawnmower get a little uh little, little trimmy trim trim and then i follow up with the ball deodorant let me tell you if you like to go on hikes if you like to just go outside and it's sweaty or it's hot out swamp ass is non-existent i could not go anywhere without the ball deodorant i travel everywhere with it it is a lifesaver trust me manscaped engineered the ultimate groin and body trimmer by focusing on intelligent functionality and a grooming experience you'll never forget. The fourth generation trimmer also features a ceramic blade to reduce the risk of accidents. And thanks to their advanced skin safe technology, I feel way more comfortable shaving my boys. The upgraded trimmer also includes an on and off switch that can engage a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn on and off the 4000K LED light so you can get a more precise shave. The Lawnmower 4.0 even allows you to cut through that hedge with more guard lengths with sizes one through four. Oh yeah, hey, did I mention um, wireless charging? That's fucking crazy. The new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction, which allows the battery to last way longer than it used to. Man, listen up. If you've been using the same nut trimmer on your face, you've been doing it all wrong. I don't know about you, but I don't want to end up with pubes in my mouth. It's time to get your own ball hair and body trimmer with Manscaped and make me time the best time. And trust me, you'll enhance your confidence if you got some nice smooth boys down there. 
Get 20% off plus free shipping when you use the code EXPLICIT20 at manscaped.com. Trust me, your balls will thank you. Wow. So my eyes stay closed, head stay down, never knew he was white, never knew he was cop, never knew anything about him. That's why I tell people all the time, it's not. it has nothing to do with 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 color it has nothing to do with race. it has everything to do with compassion empathy the reason i'm here today is because of two ears and one heart that's what saved me it's something that we all possess you know it's the it's the human element that we are every human is born with a, a certain level of compassion a certain level of hope a certain level of empathy it's the world it's our environment that changes that 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 changes that like i don't like people like, you know, we're not born a certain way. We become a certain way based on how we're raised, based on the situations that we are. Nobody's the way they are because of because of they just the way they are. People that are afraid of heights, something psychologically happened and made them that way. People that are afraid of the dark, something psychologically happened and made them afraid of the dark. We have to give up on the idea that people are the way they are because that's just the way they are because that's the absolute false. We have to create a narrative and deal with the why until we deal with the why in our society we will continue to deal with the what and the what will we continue to have losing lives until we deal with the why we have to pull back the layers we have to in that day i was able to pull back my layers and that's why i'm hurt that's why i'm here i'm here because i was hurt people get healed the moment they get hurt and i got hurt for the first time so that started my healing process that day without me even knowing it wow (laughs) holy shit that's fucking oh my god sorry um man so much from that um for okay so he's he's listening to you for 92 minutes you don't know he's white you don't know he's a cop you don't know who he is you don't know that he's like that's like his thing actually um you know not to no spend 92 minutes but like you were just talking. What were you talking? What specifically? Everything. Were you I started about? at the age of five and I worked wow. myself up all the way. I-, I told him my whole life. Everything wow. that was hurting me, everything that hurt me, literally mm. the same. And it's ironic that when I go out and speak now, you know how long I speak for? 92 minutes. 92 minutes. I do a Q- I do 90 minutes. And, and then I do a QA. I do like I speak. And then in between the Q the speaking and QA, it normally averages out to 90 i tell my life story in 92 minutes wow because you did it on the bridge that day because i did it on the bridge and i started at the age of five and i worked myself up all the way you know whatever wow. the, whatever a current day is and you know you just i just take you on the journey with me wow you know because five cool. because five to 13 is one one part of my life 13 to 19 13 to 19 is one part of my life 19 to 22 is one part then 22 to 30 is one part 30 to 39 is a whole nother part. Wow. That's how, that's how my life basically breaks down. It's birth to five, five to 13, 13 to 19, 19 to 22, 22 to 30, 30 to 39. That's how my life, like, and I can know, and I can go back and know every single moment, like this is what changed and shaped this. Right. Like what shifted and uh, I can go back to it and be like, Oh, that's what happened. And that shifted everything and see. Right. So, and that's just how life is. So now I, you know, I help people with that. I help people see their shift. I help people see their root because I always tell people, everybody has a root. The problem we deal with, we, when you think about a tree, a tree has this one big root and many branches in life. We deal with the branches and never take care of the root. So we, we go through life, not really dealing with our real problems. Like the real problem doesn't get really get the elephant in the room doesn't get gets overlooked. 
and we handle all the small chatter, all the small, but this big problem, we don't want to deal with because I think that's the biggest thing. I can't deal with it. I don't want to face that. It's too many things that happen. I had to handle my route, you know? Wow. And you did it on 220 feet on the Golden Gate Bridge. I had to literally let it all go. And, and, and it took a lot. And, but you know, like that's one part of the story, you know, I got literally, yeah. Okay. I got all that out, but I still had to make a decision. I made a decision. I came back. Um, I got taken to a psychiatric hospital for 14 days. And you think that, you know, I'm on my way of transition and on my way of recovery. And that's not the case. I got home, found out that this picture, this photo was front page of the San Francisco Chronicle Mm -hmm. And this huge photo now, because you got to realize something, the same time that I was on a bridge, ironically, the same time I was on the bridge is the same time they were in a room to decide whether or not to put a barrier up for the bridge. They were having a meeting at the same time. What? At the same time, they were having a meeting. They were having a meeting, like, you know, and it was like, you know, they're talking about the bridge and it's just like, well, you know, somebody's on the bridge right now. You know why they're talking about shit if a barrier should go up. So um, like I mean, where you were, exactly. Right. Like it's wow. like you know it's just we it never was a barrier up. You know and it's just they were talks about it for a long time. Then I'm not saying you know my story had a lot to do with it, but that being that I'm on the bridge the same Literally. time that they're talking about, I think I think it helped out the process of understanding that we need to put this barrier up. Right. That's crazy. When you're when when you're on that thing, I didn't know this. I didn't what you just said. I didn't know that. I thought you were holding on to a railing. No. I didn't know that you were just using no the both arm. One arm is underneath like this, and the other arm is literally my right arm is 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 down, like literally on my side, and my left arm is underneath my is sure. underneath my uh because it's kind of it's freezing. So I'm kind of like I'm just like this, and only thing that's supporting me, I'm like a hundred and probably 35 pounds so the wind is kind of you know up against my back and just kind of just keeping me there as i'm talking because i'm not once i started talking i didn't i, I don't care that i'm on a ledge you see what i'm talking? i'm not holding on like i'm just talking like i'm talking now freely right. like i talk freely i, I don't right. have time to worry about how my feet are positioning <laughs> right, and right 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 i understand for 92 minutes i stayed in that same position talking like, you know, and it's just, it, it is, I don't, I don't make a miracle of my story. It is a miracle. Like, right. you know, I don't, I don't like, oh no, I, the more, every time I talk about it, I think about it and be like, yeah, that is kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's just in a real way. Like, you know, it's just it because is. it doesn't make sense. You know, it just, it just, you know, but it's like when you're meant to be here and you're meant to have a, a calling, you're meant to be able to do something like that. Like sometimes not even your own self can stop you. Right. Like, that, you know, that's just like, you know, and it's just, you know, I, I know, you know, it's, it's, you know, a lot of people who didn't get the, my opportunity to, 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 to have, hear that voice. And so, right. you know, I stand, I stand here and I have to represent them and wow. I have to represent, you know, the families of people that have lost um, loved ones in that same situation, because that's who my heart goes out for, because I, I got, I got a chance that day and they didn't. So, I have I'm obligated to do all that I can to give my heart and soul to this calling um, because I've been given um, so many chances. You know, you got to realize something, man. I got 22 failed suicide attempts, man. You know, this is not the bridge wasn't number one, you know, like, you know, you would think, you know, 
you know, after all that, you know, I, it took me a long time to get my act together. Cause like I said, after I realized that photo was out there, I didn't want to be front page of the, uh, of the San Francisco Chronicle for, for the worst day of my life. I didn't want the, my right. world to be exposed like that. Cause I spent my whole life. You got to realize something. I was a life of the party, man. I was right. a popular guy. People knew me as jovial Kev. Like, you know, I was the problem solver. I was people's go-to guy. Like, you know, when you wanted the party cracking, you put me on the flyer. Like, right. I'm going to, you know, bring the people. Like, yeah. you know, I'm going to get the party started. You're like, fun. You know, You're the fun guy. Yeah. popular. Like, everybody, nobody ever saw me have a bad day. Nobody ever saw me have a bad moment. Nobody ever saw me upset. It was just, I was great at just giving people exactly what they needed to see for me. Like, you know, I was a chameleon. So I'm a chameleon. So it's easy. And I always wanted people to, you know, to shy away from how I really felt. So I just learned how to just be a certain way. And that got exhausting. So, but I learned how to do it. Now, I didn't know how to go. Who was I going to be? If I spent my whole life building up this image that I had it all together. And all I kept telling myself is who goes to the bridge? Like, right. think about it. You know, the in my brain, where I was at, you know, nobody, you know, that this is this. Hell no, nah, man. Nobody goes to the bridge. Like, I couldn't get over that. It's like, what is wrong with me? I never could accept it so i lied about it for eight years i didn't go to outpatient i didn't go to therapy you think somebody needs to be on some heavy extensive medication after that for eight years brother nothing no no therapy what? no outpatient no no i went through you know a divorce during that time which which rocked me i went through child custody which rocked me you know another you know probably another 10 10 another no i had nine more attempts after the bridge you know, by 2013, I was up to 22 failed suicide attempts. Oh, that's why I say, God. man, my life. When people tell me that they've been through that they that they can't see it, it getting any better, and I, and I and I and I I want to remind them. Let me hear your life. Let me hear your story because I can guarantee you that no matter what you've been through, like I, I'm telling you, I'm not just saying it from 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 just because I'm just telling you it was gonna get better. No, I'm telling you from experience. If it got better for me, who's undeserving? who's been who tried everything to die outside of a gun because i couldn't get my hands on one right like you know i've done i've done it all like you know and it's just i just couldn't do i couldn't i'm still here wow. and if it got better for me it can get better for anybody in 2013 that same officer briggs who you know my mom wrote him a letter in 2005 said thank you for being kevin's guardian you know he held on to that letter all these for eight years and uh the afsp which is american foundation for suicide prevention you know they one of the biggest nonprofits for uh, suicide prevention in america they honor you know a lifesaver every year in new york and in 2013 it was you know they was honoring sergeant briggs and they was trying to figure out somebody to present him an award so they was thinking about either uh you know, somebody who he did talk to because I didn't know who this guy was. I didn't know he was famous for talking people down, you know, from the bridge and, and, and being there for them in a time of need. So they was trying to lead to look for somebody he talked down or, or a parent. And they thought about my mom because he, he thought about, you know, they thought about my mom because he mentioned the letter. So they reached out to my mom and my mom, you know, she, you know, wasn't in, she's, you know, had a stroke and been dealing with some things. So she's not traveling. And she knew that I would never dealing with that day. So she kind of convinced me without convincing me that, hey, go to New York. You know, it's a, it's a, you know, a free trip. You know, she really didn't kind of tell me what it is because I don't ask questions. Right. She was banking on me. This is how I am, man. This is how I operate. The world is going to be how the world's going to be. Whatever I, I'm needed of in the world, I just do my part, man. I don't ask. When you reached out to me, I asked you no Nothing. question. You said set it up. Send me the Set link. it up. Because there's no point of, it's going to, 
let's eliminate all the, it's gonna happen I know. so let's just i don't like the questions man they just, my brain my brain doesn't tolerate questions like yep. i'm a good I, I like answering questions but i don't like asking them because i gotta think too much about right. i'm a i'm a critical thinker and i just it ain't me so she yep. was just banking on me being who i am don't ask no questions just show just up go. in new york that's exactly what i did i got out there didn't even know really what i was out there for got out wow. there tuxedo did all that you know fit it did all that still didn't ask any questions they paying for everything why would i ask any questions nobody right. can ask me to pull out no money so right, yeah. i'm asking any questions right so i get out there and i remember the radio station left me a message saying you know they want to meet talk to me i'm thinking all right now i gotta tell them i'm not my mom and they said uh, when i got on the phone the guy was more excited to hear from me than i've ever been like he was more excited i've never had that somebody that excited to to, to right. say my name he right. was like Kevin Berthia, oh my God. Oh man, we're so excited to interview you about your eight year reunion with your first responder. And I'm like, let me call you right back. Just give me a second. Let me let me figure it out. I call my mom. I say, Mom, what am I in New York for? What the hell, mom? You're out there. You're out there. You're out there. And she said, Oh, you're gonna meet the the uh, the man in the photo. Just like that. You're gonna meet the man in the photo. And you knew a photo. You could have told me, uh, you know, she was like, Oh no, it'd be our size. Okay, mom. So now I'm stuck. So I get on the on the on the on the radio, they interview me live on the air. This is my first time ever talking about the day. It's the first time ever. My first time ever talking about myself was on the bridge with Briggs for right. 92 minutes. This is right. my second time ever in life on the radio, live on the radio, talking about this day. Eight no years dead later. air time. They're like, oh, you're so phenomenal interview. Oh, my God. Have you done this before? And all this other stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, no, like, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever. So I get over to the Columbus Circle in New York, you know, and this, you know, we get out this this jazz centers decked out. It's all nice and beautiful. And yep. we get there for the cocktail hour and I'm all dotted up and I'm meeting Briggs for the first time. And I remember when I shook his hand, I didn't know how I was, was going to feel because now I know I'm going to meet this guy enough. He's going to want me to, you know, bow at him. I mean, because technically he did save my life, but it was one of the most genuine handshakes I've ever had in my life. It was like two old high school buddies who haven't seen each other in 20 years. It was just like, I knew as soon as I shook his hand, it was just like, oh man, I knew how and why he saved me. I knew it had to be him. It wasn't about his first responder training. It wasn't about anything he, you know, accomplished in his life is the fact that he was human that day. And that's what I needed. I needed a human just to treat me like a human. And that's what he did. And we, you know, I got, I got on that stage. Um, I remember, you know, getting in there and I remember, Looking up at the crowd, you know, they, you know, you know, it's about 300, 400 people in here. I've never been in no situation like this. You know, we all dressed up. You know, I could tell it's some, you know, it's rich people in here. Yeah, it's some really people in important there. people yeah. in here. And I remember Briggs get up and the Yahoo documentary goes up and the picture of me goes up on the jumbo screen. And I remember the whole crowd goes, <gasps> you know how they go, you know, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Gasp. and I didn't know what they were looking at because I'm facing the crowd and the, the thing is behind me. So I turned around and looked at it. And I, and I saw it was me on the screen. It's the third time that I'm seeing this photo. Wow. First time I saw the photo was when my mom showed me when I got out of the hospital 14 days. The third, second time I saw it was when my ex used against me in court in a, in a custody battle. That's the second time I saw it. Mm. The third time I'm seeing it, third time is a charm. It's the third time I looked at it. I turned around and looked at it and I, and I accepted that it was me in the photo before I got on stage. I didn't know how powerful that was going to be. I got on stage and I talked openly about everything that talked that brought me to the bridge that day, March 11, 2005 was the first time I'm talking openly in front of a crowd. Like I've never talked about nothing serious in my life. You know, like I've never did public speaking. I ain't never talked in a room before. I ain't never let alone talk about myself. 
after I came off that stage, um, it was a line starting to form and it was a lady in line. And I remember, you know, she was clearly distraught. She was been crying and stuff. And I'm an empathetic person. I'm like, oh man, this is my first time. I never done this. Now I've right. talked to thousands of mothers year to date so far, but this is the first mother I'm talking to. And she came up to me and she said that, um, um, she said, I want you to look at me. You got to look at me. You got to talk because I'm talking to you. you gotta, I need you to look me in my eyes. She said that I haven't slept in five years. And that crushed me. Cause I didn't know what she was going to say, man. You know, I ain't never heard nobody say nothing like that. And that crushed me because I think about that. And she said, I haven't slept in five years. She said that my son, Jacob, lost his battle five years ago. But she said, I'm going to sleep tonight, Kevin. And the reason why I'm going to be able to sleep tonight is because of you. Now I can better understand what Jacob was going through. And it's a moment in your life. In 50 years, I'll go back to that moment and say, it's the moment my life was changed. Right. That was it, it. It's the moment that it, it, it just, I can't have a, if I can go back and say one moment that changed my life is that one. Because wow. I couldn't understand how the worst day of my life can give anybody hope. Right. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom the idea of the worst day of my life giving anybody hope. Like I couldn't, like what? Yeah. But she, I knew two things happened. It was just like, I, I realized I wasn't alone. Right. And I realized it was so much bigger than me. Like it was so much, like it was so much bigger than me. And I knew I, I wanted to do something so much better with my life. And I always say that's the New York Kevin. Um, California Kevin was ready to die. Um, he was ready to, you know, call it quits. He had tired of being everything who he was. He was in a dead end relationship. He was lying about who he was, you know, you know, in, in, with friends that he shouldn't be around. Everything had to change. And I got that was May of 2013. Um, May 20, May 21st, 2013, I woke up and it was the first day I didn't want to die my whole life. May 21st, 2013. Uh, I had been alive um, 11,019 days. And I always turn them numbers around and I say, that was my day 911. Wow. That was the day I finally woke up and I didn't want to die. Like I did, it, and it was just like, whatever I did to get this feeling, I, I never want to lose it again. And so I had to, I had to make real decisions. You know, I had to change family. I had to change jobs. I had to change environment. I had to change friends. People want to say they want changes, but until you really need to make the real changes in life, you can't expect your life to really make the real full surface change until right. you make the change. Like I had to eliminate everything that caused me pain or everything that was going to cause me, you know, from being grateful because I woke up that morning and it was all I could feel was gratefulness, you know, and I, I changed my name. why most people know me as grateful. Because I, it was just, that's all I could feel. It was just, all I heard was grateful. The song kept playing in my ear. It was just, all I could feel was just great. I was grateful to be alive. It was just like, I finally got it. it was It wasn't about everything that I've been through. It was the fact that I was alive to go through it. Wow. Like, it's not about what we go through. It's the fact that we're alive to go through it, man. Like, we get so fixated on on the pain and not realizing that somebody somebody's not here and they wish they could be here to go through their pain. Like, you, you, we're here to go like, you know, and yeah, I know it's hard and days get tough, but you deserve to see it get better. And I've been hounding that. So right. I literally, you know, went from wanting to die to want to helping people who want to die in the same calendar year. Like I went from, you know, and I said to myself, I remember I put it on the wall. I said, I want to, I just want to help people. Two weeks later, I was inside of people magazine. Like, I can't tell you how my wow. life had changed. Like it went from Peel Magazine and I went to Steve Harvey show and then, you know, Nightly News with Brian Williams when I was in and CNN and it's just all these big names, all this stuff just happened. Right. It was just all about me accepting just this, this, 
this this is who I am. It doesn't define who I am. Yeah, the worst day of my life cannot define who I am because it it, it gives people hope. It gives people understanding that yeah, on your worst day you can you can build off that and create your best day. Right. And so you know now I I travel around. I've been able to man. I've been blessed, man. I've been traveling. I've been able to travel around. Literally, I've been to what. 44, 44 or 45 different states over the last, you know, uh, uh, six years. I've yeah. been to South Korea. I've been to Alaska. I've been, and I don't have, I don't get up there with a PowerPoint, man. I get up there and I just tell the story. That's it. Right. Yeah. That's it. That it's nothing. It's not, it's just that I give me the mic, small introduction and let's rock it. Like right. that's all I do. And I'm able to just reach people on a whole nother level because I am just, I am real. I'm in it. I'm in it. And I always tell people when they Google my name, they think that I'm out of it. I'm in it. I'm in it now. I'm still in it. I stay in it. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm assigned to it. Right. You know, you want to know my assignment. My assignment is to be at hell's gate and to pull people that, that, that who happen to go in there and to stop people who happen to think that that's the best place for them. Right. Like that's just, you know, I've lived in that dark place for so many years that I'm so experienced in having pe- that people, why people go there, why they stay there, the effects of how to get them out of there and how to stay out of there. So why not use that to help people who are in this dark place? Because that's all it is. You know, it's, it's a dark place. You know, it's a place that, that that doesn't have love because we don't we're not designed. We haven't we haven't been designed as as humans to deposit self-love. There's no books growing up that tell us how to love ourselves. So when we grow up, we, 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 it's all about what we do for other people. Right. So when, 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 when we get overwhelmed and we haven't deposited enough self-love inside of ourselves, then we depend on other people. And then when the world lets us down, we get overwhelmed, not realizing that the world is dealing with the same thing that we're dealing with. That's why it's important to deposit your own. You have to have deposits inside of yourself. Right. It can't come from your wife. It can't come from your mom. It can't come from your dad. It can't come from coworkers. It can't come from drugs. It can't come from sex. It can't come from nothing. It has to come from really emotionally you. You have to deposit inside yourself. And that's what I had to learn. Like in order to, and that's what keeps me above float is those self deposits. How does, how does one do that? Cause I, you, you, you actually answered a question I had for you because, um, I was always curious of a lot of people that you see commit suicide are people that you would never think would commit suicide. And I'm not even talking about famous people. I had um, a couple of years ago, a good friend of mine, I grew up with, um, he, he hung himself and yeah. he, he was like diesel, the big, D, like he was like the fucking, you know why, you know why craziest person. when people, when, when, when they be, when we always say, Oh, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. It's because, we as society, we put labels on people based on what they show. And then we get this idea of who they are and they have to keep up with that image based on what they show. He showed he's this personified guy who's, right. you know, always, he, he showed that, but who was he really? Right. That's the difference. Like in, in, in his dark, in his, in his, when, when, when all the lights are off and the women aren't around and the friends aren't around and the, and the party's not around, that's who he really is. Right. Like, and that's problem is we, we, we have a person who we show society and we have a person of who we really are. Mm. And sometimes we can't interchange and, and deal with the pain when we get stuck in a dark moment and just have to deal with who we really are. And, and, and you know, that's why, you know, uh, uh, 
uh, a lot of these uh, celebrities, or a lot of these people we know, they go off by themselves. They're not doing it around people. It's, it's, it's an alone thing because mm -hmm. we, we, you know, we know you, you got our perception of us. You know, so it, it, it is, it's hard to keep up with that perception. Like, and, and, and for me, I see them when I look at pictures, see, I can see stuff that people can't see because I can look beyond your smile. Mm. Like I can look beyond, I can look beyond everything that you try to represent because I was the king at it. Like right. we, 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 we are so used to people and we, we got to pay attention to people's routine. The one thing that, 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 that will always tell you if somebody's off is their routine. Because we all have one. You don't even realize it. You 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 bathe the same. You 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 brush your teeth the same. You comb your hair the same. When you put on clothes, it's the same way. You just don't realize it because your brain is not gonna say, hey, pay attention to how you're putting your right. shoes on. Because right. you do it the same way. You're not, you know, you might change it now because I'm telling you, but but you when you put your shoes on, it's left or right. It's right or left. It's, it's people that put on the right first, people that put on the left first, right. people that and when our routine changes. That's when that's the one thing that we have to identify. You can't go off my physical face. Right. You can't go off smiles because that's what anybody that's smiling, we never look at them and be like, you know what? No, nah, you really are sad because right. that's what we're not. We're trained to think when the mind sees a smile, we're trained to think happiness. When a mind sees sad, a uh, 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 frown, we're trained to think sadness. Right. That's just how the brain operates. Like, you know, you're never going to look at somebody that's sad and be like, no, they're really happy. Right. That's no, just how sad. it is. Yeah. Right. No, that's like you take it for face value. And so, so I true. think that because we know that and because the individual who's in that dark place knows that it's like, well, they just going, I just got to show face value. And that's right. why you got to look beyond and show the, the routine never shows face value because your routine is off. Your routine is off. You, you, how you normally get up and do this. Or I know that, well, you know what? I noticed that, you know, you normally got your Starbucks, but today you don't, or you normally do this, but today you don't, or, you normally have your glasses on, but today you don't are. I see you normally cut your hair, but you don't really have your hair cut. Or it's the little things that we that we overlook that right. really, really are big things. We are all we're all we're all a bunch of a million small things to make up one one who we are. And we don't see that. Like it's a million things that make you who you are today. Right. It's not just one thing. It's a million things. So we have to concentrate on the things that the component things that make you are It's some root things that make you who you are. And those are the things that that can't be changed. Those right. are things that when they do change, we have to look out for. Right. Like nobody ever just got up one day and just said, you know what? That's it. I'm going to kill myself. No, you got to pull back to six months, pull back to six weeks, pull back to six days, pull back to six hours. Like and see where it happened. It ain't just, nobody just wakes up and says that's it. No, no. People battle for years secretly, quietly. And then finally, at, at one point, get overwhelmed and just enough is enough. Right. Like, you know, once it's in their face and they get they can't take it, you know, it's just it just it just they couldn't get out of that dark moment. Like is nobody ever wants to die, man. Like, I don't care what nobody nobody says, like nobody, nobody. Everybody will always say that and say, well, no, no, nobody ever wants to die. You know, but but the option of living is just too overwhelming. Right. That's what people don't realize. It's not about dying. It's about if living has to feel like this. Right. Then what does death feel like? So it's not about dying. It's about not wanting to live anymore. It's not about, it's about wanting, not wanting to live in this much pain. Right. And you've exhausted all options. They always say, that's why I understand when people say, you know, oh, oh he, that person was selfish. Like, you know, in there, and you got to realize I'm, I, I, you got, when people say selfish, you got to think about, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about the worst day of your life. 
And after you think about the worst day of your life, I want you to imagine that that's going to replay for the rest of your life. Right. That is like, you don't, people don't get it. And, and when they don't get it, they're so quick to judge. I, I can never judge no individual on the face of this planet. Why? Because everybody has a why. Right. Everybody has a why. The man you see walking down the street, talking to themselves out loud, that, that, that smells like that, whatever, and that nobody wants to listen to him. I listen to him. Why? Because he has a why. Because he has a why. It's a reason why he doesn't want to be like that. Nobody wants to be out of their right mind. Right. Nobody. Because we're not designed to be like that. But we get there. And then we don't know our way back. And then we get, we get, we get blamed. We get point the people that none of us are in our right mind, but the people who go farther away from out of their right mind, we get the finger pointed by people that who it's like, you know, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like we, nobody's in their right mind. Like we all have a hint of bipolar. Like that's just, I don't care whether you want to identify it, whether you want to diagnose it, because that's just how it is with human. Like we have our mood swings, we have our moments, we have our, you know, yeah, a a mental illness is going to enhance it. Yeah, trauma is going to enhance it. But we all have a little bit of, you know, yeah, oh for sure. But we don't want to, you know, we don't want to admit it. We everybody wants to be perfect. Everybody wants to be normal when there is no normal. Right. You know, the people that said the world normal wasn't normal. Like it is, it is, it is a, it is a word that's used that should never be used to define people. Right. Like you know. It, 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 you define you define like uh 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 weather you know or something like uh you know or 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 i mean just just people components of people that that are that have a million things that make them up how can we be ever be normal true like yeah you know like we think about all the stuff it takes to open our eyes you think that our hearts beat the way they do the things that are the, the thoughts that rain through our how, how are we normal no yeah how, it's crazy when you think of it when you bring it back like that and you're like wait a minute like, what the hell? there's nothing about a human being that's normal like when you think about the fastest the, the way that we can heal the way that we can think the way that we like the build look at the buildings that we have outside and knowing that they're man-made how are right. we normal right bridges that are being built i know how are we normal so what are we trying to be like what are we really trying to be that's all right. you know that it just it just i just don't get it yeah no, that's that's a that's a good insight. And I believe you're right. Like everybody has a why, like how they, whether it's like you said, like the the you know, the the crazy man walking down the street. I did air quotes for everyone listening. Um, you know, that does smell that, you know, I, I myself walk past people like that too. You know, I'm guilty of that as well. And not that not saying everybody's gotta go start talking to people like that, but that you know, that's a completely different perspective that I think a lot of people don't look at. You know? Yeah. It's just man. and I, I think that. And I don't, I don't fault for people. The world right. got to be the way the world is. And yeah. I get that. But I've fought myself for years of trying to fit into a world when I've always been different. I've right. always had the idea of, you know, I was 12 years old and talked to a, a man with no arms and no legs in the Chicago Bridge. And I had one of the most impactful conversations of my life, you know. And it's just because I've, I've always been a people person. I've always been designed to see people for who they are. If I have an issue with a person, it has nothing to do with their race. They're 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 cut like what they can do for me, what they can't do for me. It's just all about who they are as a person. Right, right. Like you know, it ain't got you know. And I give everybody a chance because I know. All right, if you're if you're mean or or if you're that way, you have a why too. Right. So it gives me even more compact. Like the people that will quote unquote people that 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 was they say that would hate me because of who I am. I have more compassion for those people. Like I have more love. For those people that would hate me because I, I I'm more of understanding of their why. 
Right. That's just how it is, man. Yeah. No, it's like, true. You know, if you're racist against me because I'm black, I'm I'm sad for you because I can understand how you can't love you can't you can hate me without getting to know me when I love you. Right. Like Regardless. genuinely love yeah. you. Yeah. Like in a real like, bro, in a real way, I genuinely love you. Like, how can you hate me and you don't even know me when I pray for humanity every day? I right. do the same prayer every day. I pray for those that are lost and I hope they get fine. And those that are that are found, I hope they grow draw closer. Like it's the same prayer. That 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 covers humanity. Right. Like wow. because it's either we are lost and need to be found, or we are found and need to draw closer. That's it. That is how humanity is split up. And I'm sorry, that's just the way I look at it. Wow. That's so positive, man. That's like, you know, whatever all, all the world's so negative, man. The fact that you have that that mindset. What what blows my mind with you though is I thought you were gonna say the 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 second they pulled me up or the second that the the, the 93rd minute, you know, like I thought you were gonna say that's when I realized like, no, I'm important, I need to live. And then when nah. you said eight, that's nah. fucking crazy. Nah. It took me, it took me eight like literally. <sighs> March 11th, 2005 to May 7th, 2013. Wow. That's when I arrived in New York. And that one woman. It took me and it it clicked. Once I got out there, it clicked. You know, I had to, I think I had to get out of my situation that I was in. Right. I had to come like something. When you get out of, out of, out of, out of this element, I got out of my routine because I got into a routine out there. You know, I was in the same routine. I knew. Every day was going to suck. You know, you right. get into the routine. Yeah, you wake yeah. up like I got to wake up. And that's another thing. How you go to bed, how you go to sleep. Like I, this is this is like this is this is, you know, I, I'm telling you, man, like this is the freest game I can give the world. Right. How you go to bed, how you go to sleep. And here's why. This is this is probably most people's problems. When you wake up in Tuesday with Monday's issues, mo- Monday's gone. Right. I've canceled Monday. I can't, I've processed Monday. I can't do anything about Monday, but because I haven't got everything I wanted to do on Monday, I'm carrying that to Tuesday. Hmm. Tuesday has its own set of problems. It's it's a new day. It's at its own set of strength that's needed, but I'm carrying weight from Monday to Tuesday. Now, what if I wake up Wednesday and I don't, and I do the same thing Wednesday that I did on Tuesday. Now I'm carrying Monday, Tuesday into Wednesday along with Wednesday. Hmm. Now, if I do that Thursday, I got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Imagine if I do a Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Now, if I wake up Monday, now I'm equally doubled that pain. Now, imagine if I do that for 20 years. Wow. Just stacking up. We don't see that. No. We don't look at it like that. Like, whenever the day is in, I'm learning. That's it. Whatever I couldn't accomplish that day, that's it. Because tomorrow creates its own, has its own other you know, and we worry about days that don't exist. I had to, I am the king of, of trying to figure out, well, what am I going to do Thursday and Tuesday? Like, it's a day that, ha- that doesn't that hasn't, hasn't even happened yet. It, ha- it doesn't exist. <laughs> it, ain't a, it ain't not that it hasn't happened. It doesn't exist. True. Like, there is no, like, we can see it on a calendar, but we cannot physically see it. Right. Wow. So anything could happen. And I yes. had to learn that. And this is for me too, because I get ahead of it. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm preaching to myself. Like, I'm not just like, oh, I got all the answers. No, I'm listening too, because when I speak, I get the opportunity to hear myself too, because I'm not just giving it for myself. I'm learning, I'm hearing myself. I'm getting the opportunity to to pour out what's inside of me. 
And right. I just know how you go to bed. How do you do that? You got to change your routines. You all do. We all do something right before we go to bed. That's just what we do. Right. It's how we go to bed. So you got to change that routine. It's in our routine. How we go to bed affects how we wake up. If we can change how we go to bed, it changes how we wake up. And that's where we start. You know, that makes so every sense. human, every human on the face of this planet should watch the movie Inside Out. The cart, the, the animated 2015 Pixar, the greatest movie ever invented in life. And here's why it explains what we all have, the emotions in our brain that we all have. Right. You will look at that movie. You probably people have seen it. And now when you think about it, when you say, well, let me put my life in Joy's life. Right. Let me put my life in that, in the perspectives. Let me think about my life as I watch this movie. Right. And you'll get it. We need all these emotions that we try to run from. We need anger. We need disgust. We need sadness. We, we, we need joy. But they have to balance out each other. And we need all of them to work together on one accord in order to us to be the best one. We can't have, you know, that's why people, when people are too happy, you know, they end up being depressed because you're not, you're not giving sadness a little bit. Right. You know, when people are too angry, they end up being depressed because you're not getting happiness or, you know, you're not giving the emotions. You got to let the emotions when you're dealing with something, you know, if you're dealing with something, if you want to cry, cry. You're not going to cry forever. But when you stop yourself from crying, you know, too many times and when you do cry, you're overwhelmed. Right. You know, you see the guy at the supermarket and, and we, we, we see the situation. We go in the grocery store and you, you see this, the guy accidentally hit somebody with a cart or something. And one and that other person, what? In a, they just yeah, fly go off. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really about the cart? Right. You see what I'm saying? But we yeah. don't realize it. We're triggered. We, we live in a world full of triggers and we don't identify them inside of ourselves. We have to know who we are in order to know our triggers. Right. Yeah. No, that makes total sense. I, I mean, even crying too. It's funny you say that because sometimes I'll like, I'll, like, I'll see something like when I watch your video, like I started to like cry, like, you know, cry a little bit, but it wasn't like, I wasn't like bawling and like overwhelmed. Yeah. And it was because yeah. like, I know myself and I know like it increments, like when I handle myself like that, it's not going to just be built up to this one yeah. large emotion. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. The, the not existing day. That's kind of, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of almost like the living in the moment, like a true, like live in the moment. Cause it's literally not even, it's not here. I, I'm just now, man, listen, I I'm just now at 40. I'm a habit, man. I'm 39 at 40. Like the more I'm, I'm hounding this. So at 40, I'm a habit, man. Right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm going I'm going to have it because I'm I'm tired of making mistakes not because I'm listening it's like you know and then I fall back the, it's just like no nah, this is how it like non-existent it's a non-existent like today is today right. you know and we're in control of it's 528 here I'm in control of 528 and maybe 529 right That's it. right like you know yeah everything else doesn't exist right no that's true and it's like the the I was gonna ask you about the um you said about like giving yourself kind of like those those pep talks, right? Like yeah. how does someone find that pep talk? You know what I mean? I think you gotta find yourself. Like you gotta, you gotta, you know what you need more than anybody else can get. Like we depend on people to pull out stuff that we can pull out of ourselves. Right. Like we do, we do, and people are there and people can help us guide us, and but nobody's gonna know you better than you know yourself, and you can't expect nobody else to. You got to know what, what you need in these moments, because in these moments, you all you got, right. You know, when you go into these, you know, overwhelming places, you go, you got, 
So you have to know yourself in order to know what you need. If you don't know yourself, then you're not gonna know what you need. And you're not gonna be able to get help from people because you're not gonna be able to communicate what you need, not only to yourself, but to people. Right. That's great advice, man. That's fucking, man, I'm so glad you were kind of, you kind of, you answered the fact of like, cause like we're talking about people that are always happy, that are always, you know, the life of the party, they're always this yeah. and that. It's hard to like, you know, not see them in that way. Like, for example, I was talking about my buddy. He, he, this is crazy. So on his Facebook page, he was posting some like outlandish stuff about him. Like, man, this is it. Da, 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 da. Like, and, and literally no one was like, hey, like, yeah. I, I, let's talk. Because because he was just like a jokester. They're so used to him. They're so used to him, his image of being a certain way. Right. So they don't even know how to approach him the other side of what right. they're used to like who he really is yeah but that's, that's who he crazy. really is right. you know it's just because because in that moment he got into a dark place and he couldn't find his way out of it and and it wasn't nobody around it wasn't like i say it wasn't the image it wasn't about you know you know this or that you know like i say you know and it's just high profile people we go from the people yeah. at the lowest to the people at the top at, yeah. at the highest Robin Williams, alone is alone like alone is alone that dark yeah. place when you get in there that's it yeah. You know, that is it. And it's nobody in there but you. Oh, man, that's crazy. That's like like you were talking about, like when you woke up that day, you just didn't have it in you to give you that. I didn't have talk. It. Yeah. And I knew and that was and that's what scared me because I was so used to always having it in me. But I just didn't have I, I didn't deposit enough in myself to have right. enough for myself at that moment when I needed myself the most. Right. And that's all it is. That's why you have to deposit in yourself. Because it's going to come a time where you're going to need yourself the most. You're right. going to need to yourself the most. And you got to depend on your that those 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 deposits you put in over the months and years and that 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 when you get to that super dark place, it's okay, like, okay, when I am in there, I have enough joy. I have enough. I have enough, you know, uh, 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 of happiness. I have enough of these key components that when I'm in that dark place that I can find my way through. And that joy of light will help me shine myself, you know, right. and that's just how I look at it, you know, but if you don't have that, you're going to go in there and it's just going to be disgust, anger, and sadness. Wow. And, 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 and those are the components you're dealing with. Yep. That's as far as, um, uh, so let's talk about detective, not detective, but officer Briggs, right? Yeah. So obviously I'm, I'm assuming you guys have a fantastic relationship and you're absolutely your friends that the comment you made about when you shook his hand and it was like, that's when you realize like it wasn't his training. It was his him. Like, you know, that's, that's incredible to me uh, because, you know, you would think, Oh yeah, he has all this training that he just knows how to talk to people. Well, no, he's just, that's just the person that he is. And that's what you need. It's him. It's yeah. just him. It ain't got nothing to do with, I mean, all that stuff is good because you know, it's going to be needed at some point in his life. He's going right. to need FBI training and all that stuff at some, at some point in, in negotiation but not that day that right. day he just needed to be he exactly. needed to be he didn't need to be sergeant kevin briggs he just needed to be kevin right that's it he just needed to be kevin who's who's endured who had testicular cancer at 18 he wow. needed to be kevin who 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 lost his mom and you know that that's the kevin i need right. like i didn't need sergeant sergeant briggs who's yeah. been california highway patrol you know i didn't need yeah. that kevin and yep. so that's the difference. Right. And he knew he knew, but he's not that way. He's always just that Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> his, that's just who he is as a human. And his, I had to learn that now that I've been around him all these years. I was gonna say, nah, he's always just 
It's not. Just it's not a show. Man. It's that's just who nah, he is. He's just, yep. you know, he yep. he just happened. He's the main. He is the reason why I looked at law enforcement. Like well, the he is he is the sole reason why I look at law enforcement, able to look at them and understand that they just people right. and that they just have a that oh that's just their job. Because before that it was just like cops. I ain't fooling with no cops. Yep. Cops, 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 cops. Yep. You know. Now it's like no, they're just law enforcement. That's right. just their job. You know. And then I now I've done, you know. Hundreds. I've done so much thing with you know law enforcement. I've sure. talked to CHP. I've talked to all kind of you know all you know all these agencies, FBI, all these different agencies, and it's law enforcement, jails. I mean, I've done. It's ironic, you know, black did, man from yeah. California. Like this is my life now. Right. You know, I you know I didn't ride. You know, I'm probably one of the first to ride and you know get a tour of cities from the front seat of the police car. You know, right, it's just right. you know and actually get to you know be in the front and drive around in cruisers and you know ring the siren and stuff i mean you know this is my life now i mean it's just it's, just, it's, it's crazy ironic, but that's just the way it is right right is it and like so so for people that don't know who who he is he he's famously known for doing what he did with you yeah. in 2005 he's known as the guardian of the golden gate bridge he's right. supportedly reportedly over saved over 200 people um and right. you know uh, he's, you know, like I said, he was able to, to retire, um, 2014, I believe 2015. And now he travels around and we travel together and we just, he tells his side of the story about, you know, his life and personal experiences and how he got into the highway patrol and how he, you know, encountered, you know, what, what he went to encounter from the individuals, a um, couple stories about the couple individuals that he encountered. And, you know, if we get together, then you get to hear both sides of, of our story of how we right. met that day. And, um, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. you know, just get the opportunity to share. No, it is awesome. And it's kind of like it's and it's interesting because he's a guardian of the Golden Gate Bridge. But it's like of all. But you didn't even know that, though. That's the thing that's great about no. it is like you didn't even no. know that was him. No, or that's not not like nothing to do with it. I was like, oh, the guardian of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. I'm saved. Right. Like, no, my my head stayed down. My eyes stayed closed the whole time. Like, right. I didn't know, you know, we could have did this a million times over again. I still would have opened. I never would open my eyes. Right. You know. Right. And yep. if I did the conversation, like I said, the conversation would have always would have been different. Wow. That's like, incredible. because I just, I was never, I never in a million years would have told or had a conversation with a cop. Right. I'm just, especially not that kind of hundred percent honest, not in the situation I was in. Definitely. That would have never happened. Right. Wow. So that's crazy. Could you see him up there? Like, could you see him if you looked, if no. you did look up, right. If I did look up, I could see him. Wow. If I if I I would have to look up, but my head stayed down the whole time. He's above me. You got yep. I'm I'm below him because yep. I'm on this this four inch beam that goes around, you know, the, the pole. And it's just, you know, and he's above me. So literally, you know, he's a he's kind of talking down to me. Yeah. I'm watching, I'm looking at the picture right now. It's yeah, it blows my mind every time I see it. That is just yeah. It's real life, man. It's real. And and it's and it's crazy because like you can't you can't peel back the onion and go back to all these moments. And it's like, you know, like 22 attempt failed attempts suicide. Like it's just, you know, in this one, I mean, you had attempts after that, and it's like you're still here. It's like I'm so glad that you had you were yeah. able to have that moment in New York with that woman. That's incredible, man. Yeah. I mean, it's life changing because if 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 that wasn't gonna change me, nothing was. Right. You know, nothing was, you know, then it just it just I was never going to get it. And I had to have that mm -hmm. moment. I had to have that night. I had to have it, you know, and, and Briggs said, told my mom before I left, he said, Kevin's not going to know it, but this night is going to all be about him. And wow. it literally, you know, it literally was it was about 
you know, me and um, literally everything changed that day. And uh, yeah, it's just, you know, this is where I'm at because of it. I love that. That's amazing. Well, I'm going to ask you, uh, you know, one more, one or two more questions. I'll let you get out of here. But um, can you tell me like something that you would tell parents that just like we talked about in the beginning, like having that, you know, uh, communication, what, what's something that you tell parents to kind of look out for or talk to, or, or just, just to approach. You gotta, have it. You gotta first of all, first and foremost, you gotta be, you, you can't be afraid to have open dialogue with your, with your kids. They, first of all, they're yours. You got it. They, they're yours. That's the right. first, like get rid of the, 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 the big, like, uh, like, uh, uncomfortable this is uncomfortable they your kids like i could see if it was somebody else's kid like this they come from you so everything of who they are is coming and stemming from who you are so you should know how to reach your kids and you got to ask the necessary questions don't just ask them how's your day you know was doing and they just say fine they go in their room and live their life no 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 you stop how was your day? You know, what made your day good? Well, what, 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 how could it have gotten better? What made your day bad? Ask the necessary questions, find out what's going on in their brain, engage with them, meet them where they're at, where get involved in what they're doing. Like talk to them. Like, you know, you got to go beyond just letting them play video games and letting them be on social media because you know, you, you can't, they're going to see things, have the questions. Is everything, Hey, you know, you know, hey, I just want to let you know, you know, you can talk, we can talk about anything, you know, I'm just, you know, it doesn't have to be weird, it doesn't have to be, you know, you you know your child, you know what not to say, like, we, we get so uncomfortable and get so worried about what not to say, okay, we know the things not to say, now figure out what to say, like, you know, right. like, yeah, yeah, you know, like, you know, they're your kids, like, nobody yeah. can help you figure out your kids better than you, like, I just, I and take the pressure off yourself, like, dude, like, hey, like, you know, like, my son, Court, like, dude, he is me, like, so I'm like, okay, well, what is something I needed to be like, what, 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 what would have worked for me? And that's all I do. Like, you right. know, and I just, I, 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 I change it for this generation, of course, you know, cause it's certain tweaks you got to make because the generation has changed, but right. it's the same, you know, he is who I was, you know, at eight when I was eight, it's just that, you know, he's probably 10 times smarter. So now I, I'm able to talk, which is easier. Cause I'm able to have better conversations with him than my parents was able to have with me. Right. Because wow. he's exposed, because TikTok's around, because all these things around, and they're gonna see it anyway. Why not have a conversation and you able to dictate exactly what they think, rather than them learn about it and in their in their kid brain trying to figure out exactly what it is. Right. It's like right. no, have the conversations. You know, tell them, sit down and talk about mental health. Tell them, you know, you know, it's okay if you don't feel, you know, if you feel sad about yourself. It's okay, you know, if you, if you're different. It's okay to be unique. All these conversations have to be talked about. You can't expect, you know, these conversations not to be talked about and things to change. Like, right. Yeah, that's great advice. And I, I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't think of it like that. Like they are your kids. So it's like, if anybody's going to be able to have that conversation, it's going to be. So, you. you know, I listen to parents and they get so, and I say, wait, stop, relax. Listen, this, this is your baby. Yeah. Nobody's going to know. And even if they want me to talk to their kid, I always tell them, like, you got to figure out how the way to get me to fit, like, to get them to talk to me. Like, you know, you have to break the code. Like, you right. know, like, once I'm in, I'm in. But you got to figure out how to get me into them. Like, nobody knows them better than you. Right. Like, so you got to figure out how to meet them where they're at and figure out, you know, you should know your kid more than, you know, if they're around you every day. It's like, you should know the ins and outs as far as what to say and what not to say as far as how to reach them right. on a level to where you guys can have communication. You got to have communication with your kids. Right. Like 
You got to. You got to yeah. take the time to talk. Yeah. No, that's uh, saying it that way, though, man. They, they're your kids. That's like a, that's kind of like an eye open. I don't have kids yet. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Like, because yeah. it's funny, man. Because like my parents, like I said in the beginning, and I know you, your generation too, probably like we're kind of in the same generation, but like it's, it's funny because it's like, I know so much now that they didn't know back then that I'm never going to do to yeah. my children. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to talk yeah. about mental health. I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to yeah. talk about it's okay to and cry. And that's like, the thing we have to, crazy. and that's all I've ever said. We stay complacent. Things are supposed to change. Right. We cannot rate, like, I can't raise my eight-year-old like I was raised. Like, no. Exactly. Not, yes. I had to learn that. You know what? I tried to do that for years and it didn't work. Right. Because it's a different generation. Yeah, it's a different generation. Like they can't handle certain things, and so you got to tone it to where they're at and meet right. them where they're at, where the world is. Yep. You can't parent to how the world is, and see that's why our healthcare is is is, is horrible, and, and we're missing people because we want to do the same things that we wrote in books twenty five years ago. Exactly. We want right. to ask the same questions we were asked in nineteen ninety in two thousand two. I mean, in two thousand twenty in twenty two. After a pandemic, after all, life has changed. Like we should have, we should have changed every single book after the pandemic because it's told life. The world is not the same place. True. The world that we we've, we've known it to be for all those years is nothing close to how it is. Right, and where it's going, and where is it going? Right, exactly. Yeah. No, that's man, Kevin dropped bombs, boy. That's... I don't get enough opportunity to talk. Everybody no. always say, you, you better get your podcast. I say, I don't know. I just got to get it off the ground. You, got, you should get talk. a podcast, man. I talk, Shit. bro. I just don't. I just, man, I just, I got to get it all together. Yeah, no, I feel you. Get we got to get this Zoom down first, and then we can move on. Right. Too, but... And I'm not a tech guy, so I would have to have somebody. I would have to hire somebody. Like, hey, hit me up, man. All day. I'll help you out, man. Hit me up if you have any questions, for sure. Um, is you have anything else you want to talk about? I'm good, man. Whatever. Bet. Where can people find you on I'm your everywhere. website, all that stuff? You can Google my name, Kevin Berthier. You can start there. And I always say that, oh, not, not, to, it's about the message. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I want 3 million followers, 300 million followers, <laughs> not from me, for my message. Um, right. So, and I made everything Kevin Berthier. So I'm on Instagram, Kevin Berthier Foundation, um, Facebook, Kevin Berthier, Facebook, uh, uh, Kevin Berthier Suicide Prevention Advocate. Um, page um i just that i just that's up and coming i got um you know i'm on twitter at kevin berthia linkedin kevin berthia everything is kevin berthia youtube kevin berthia because you know for so many years i wasn't kevin berthia so it's not like i'm like making like oh why did you make everything kevin berthia like the foundation i have my foundation kevin berthia foundation it has nothing to do with me wanting to make things about me it's about for years i wasn't me wow. so now i made everything me so so it, you know it gives me the idea like no this is who you are you got you got to pour into this part, like you know, this right. is who you are. So now that's why everything is Kevin Berthier across all social media platforms. That's awesome. TikTok, Kevin Berthier. Are you on TikTok? I'm everywhere. Snapchat, Kevin Berthier. All right, all right. I'm gonna follow you on TikTok because it's gonna be on. This is definitely gonna be on TikTok. Um, okay, cool. I just and I just started learning how to do TikTok, so I finally got my first video that that did more than um, 200 views. Nice. And I got I got like 11,000 views on one of my videos. So I finally I didn't learn how to pin it. So. Uh, <laughs> yay! And I, and I, when I got to TikTok, I was like, if I can just get fifty followers and a thousand likes, I'd be happy. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. I'm at like four hundred some followers and four thousand likes, so I have over exceeded. You killed it. Yeah, that's great. Exactly of my expectations, so I'm happy with that. That's awesome. But I'm watch, everywhere. Like, watch the hashtags on TikTok. Yeah, 
like suicide prevention. Suicide, they were, that's I got I stopped at 24,000 followers, 10 million views, and they stopped me on my podcast because I was yeah. using stuff like that. I'm like, bro, I'm just yeah. telling fucking I'm yeah. letting people talk be, about this shit. You can't, like, yeah, yeah, you can't put certain things you can't put. They no. are very, very killer. When I yeah. when I talk to homicide detectives and I gotta put killer on the text, I'll put K and I'll put an explanation for the I. And, yeah. and they don't read it as killer. So it like passes, but it's like, it's fucked up. You got to do all this crazy shit just to like, just spread your like messages to people. It is. It it's, is. They don't want, they don't want, man, you know, cause they want this illusion that everybody's soul in this illusion ball of happiness. Yep, yep. It's like, bro, no, come it's on. It's not, it's not. Let's well, deal with reality. The, uh, everything that you mentioned will be in the description below of this video or in the audio uh, uh, description. It. Absolutely. But Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Yep. I appreciate yeah. you, man. Absolutely, man. That was another episode for the E4 Explosive Podcast. And we'll see you next time.